just trying to do the right thing. Sarah Hill rubbed extra oil onto my feet, as if the treatment would help my gin feet to look normal, and she lovingly scraped the fur-like hair from my four toes. Yet no matter how much oil she poured onto them, Sarah Hill still couldn't hide my misshapen feet, which betrayed my gin origins. My feet were great for climbing trees and walking barefoot down hot rocky paths and even stamping out fires. Yet, as the young queen of one of the largest commonwealths surrounding the Red Sea, I wanted normal, human, five-toed feet more than anything. Well, almost anything, I thought, recalling my dream. Sarah Hill's faraway stare told me that she was reminiscing about my mother, and her foot massage took my mind off of my dream. Sarah Hill's focus returned. Mm, time to get you dressed, Queen Makita. Captain Tamrin is returning today, and he wants to give you the official report about his journey. Sarah Hill slid my rings from the tail of my cat. Abby had the longest, skinniest tail of any of our palace cats, and she loved holding my rings for me while I bathed. Her large ears pointed skyward, and she looked at me and purred. As Sarah Hill dried me with a thick, fluffy towel, I fingered the red stone on the golden chain around my neck, which was a gift from my dying father that I never removed. Sarah Hill wrapped soft green beaded cotton fabric snugly around my chest and arms, with the cloth swinging freely from my waist down. It was one of hundreds of gowns, colorfully and elaborately embroidered especially to flatter my brown skin and black hair and each one was floor-length to cover my twisted gin toes. I impatiently allowed Sarah Hill to rub perfumed Yunjin cream on my face to protect my now 17-year-old skin from the harsh sun and dry air. Yunjin was the one thing that kept desert women looking young and supple. But I just couldn't sit still long enough for her to line my eyes with coal. So when will I see Tamron and hear about his latest adventures, I asked anxiously. Tamron's stories of leading our royal trade caravan were always so entertaining. And his excursions were profitable, too, as Tamron kept our coffers filled with gold and imported products. He traveled by ship and camel caravan to sell and barter our red gold, our cedarwood, marble, frankincense, myrrh, and other rich resources throughout Africa and Asia. Right after breakfast, answered Sarah Hill as she led me to the dining table where the food was already laid out. I hurriedly scooped the fava bean scramble onto my injera bread, and then I wiped my mouth and looked around for Sarah Hill, wondered why she always disappeared when I was eating. I was two steps through the garden court door when Sarah Hill's arm slipped through mine. Let me take a look at you, she said, turning my face toward hers. Hmm, some wild iris blend ought to bring those gorgeous lips of yours back to life. Sarah Hill dabbed her finger on the open vial that she held in her hand, and she rubbed the substance on my lips. Ouch! I pressed my fingers against my lips, hoping to stop the burning sting that compelled them to swell and grow darker. Now you're ready to meet him, Sarah Hill said authoritatively, as we walked to my favorite bench beneath the rose tree. I closed my eyes and inhaled, but instead of smelling roses, I detected sandalwood. I wondered, was I back in my dream? You didn't think I'd forgotten your birthday, my queen. My musings were interrupted. Tamron! I hugged his neck in very unroyal fashion. Tamron was like a favorite uncle who always brought me exotic presents and entertained me with endless stories. 
He lifted me up by the shoulders and twirled me around. Balkus, he bellowed in his warm, affectionate way, using the pet name that very few people even knew, let alone called me by. Tamron's distinctive voice had a deep baritone, musical quality about it, and every word that he spoke moved up and down a cascading scale of notes. Happy 17th, my queen. Before I even had a chance to admire it, Tamron slipped an emerald-encrusted gold filigree necklace around my neck, above the chain that was from my father. I looked down to see that it pointed toward my bus line. Tamron caught my stare and he smiled. Oh, my body had definitely matured during his absence. Well, the good news is that we only lost one man and a few camels on this trip, he recounted, sitting next to me on the bench. Normally, I needed lots of space between myself and other people. But Tamron, well, with him it was different. In fact, since my parents...